and come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Just come. Just come. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. I'm going to ask my wife to stay up here with me. Haven't had her up here with me the past few few mo- few times, and so she's going to keep me on on my direction here. I'm so thankful for her. Luke chapter five, verse twelve, and it came to pass when he was in a certain city. Behold, a man full of leprosy. Who seeing Jesus, he fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. If you will, God, you can make me clean. I'm going to talk to you for a few moments. I won't keep you very long on the cry of the unworthy. The cry of the unworthy. Put your Bibles down. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Hallelujah, God. I come before you now. I come before you unclean. Unworthy. Lord, crying for you. Crying for restoration. Longing for your spirit to come. Falling on my face before you, God. If you can, if you will, will you make me clean? may be seated you may be seated the cry of the unworthy came to pass this man full of leprosy seeing Jesus he fell on his face he besought him saying Lord if thou will can canst make me clean the leper Leviticus chapter 13 is a pretty crazy chapter it's the process in which the Lord gave to Aaron and to Moses on how to define what is clean and unclean. Eighteen times in this chapter are moments defined as unclean. Situations defined as unworthy. So Leviticus 13 and verse 3 and The priest shall look on the plague and in the skin of the flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white and the plague is in sight, be deeper than the skin of his flesh. It's a plague of leprosy. And the priest will look at him and say, hey, this is unclean. Verse 8. And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It's leprosy. Verse 11, it's an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. 14 and 15, when raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. It is a leprosy. Verse 20, when the priest seeth, behold, in in the sight lower than the skin and the hair thereof be turned white, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It's a plague of leprosy broken out of the boil. If it spread much abroad in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It's a plague. 
And the priest shall look upon it, and behold, if the hair and the bright spot be turned white, and, and, and it be in sight deeper than the skin, it is a leprosy broken out of the burning, wherefore the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It's a plague of leprosy. It continues on over and over again. Verse 44, he is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation There are 18 different times here where someone or something is deemed unclean or deemed unworthy. 18 different situations where someone or something is looked at, examined, and based on inspection is found unclean, unworthy, and cast out. I can tell you tonight there are well over 18 situations that have happened over the course of my life that should have deemed me unclean. Verse 44, he is a leprous man. He's unclean. The priest pronounced him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes are rent. His head is bare. He'll put a covering upon his upper lip and he's going to cry unclean, unclean. From this moment, a leper will now be identified at first sight. His clothes will be ripped. They're turned to rags. His head shaved, his lip covered, so that when someone was around a leper, you're able to identify and quickly look away and walk away, run away. Why? Because he's unclean. Everywhere the leper went, he had to let it be known who he was. And the way he had to do that is he had to walk and cry out the same phrase, unclean. I'm unclean. He had to continue to recite and shout the condition that he's in. Verse 46, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He's unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. The leper had to leave their spouse. They had to leave their kids, their family, their friends often thought of as a punishment from their sin. There there was no social grace for the leper. He was despised. He was unclean. He was diseased. A man living in filthy rags. Have you ever lived in filthy rags? Back to Luke. Jesus and his disciples are making their way to Capernaum. And all of a sudden, here comes this man. And he's in filthy rags. And he comes with those rags and he comes with nothing of value. Just scars. Just wounds. Just this leper covered in sickness. Sick in his body. Hurting in his mind. Unclean. Unclean. And I'm sure when the disciples saw him running towards Jesus, they quickly pointed and they shouted, Stay away from Jesus. Stay away. 
you're unclean you're unclean they shouted the word the leper would normally use when he walked into public circles unclean unclean you can't be here you're not worthy I love it just it didn't stop this leper Luke 5 and 12 behold a man full of leprosy who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought in the Hebrew this word is begging fell on his face and begged him saying Lord if thou wilt thou canst make me clean he said today today is the day I bring these rags today is the day I bring my life condition broken and alone torn and abandoned hurt and wounded today today I run to the one that I heard does miracles and heals and recovers and restores and I bring all of my baggage today I bring all of my shame I bring all of my guilt I bring everything that has marked me up until this point in my life everything that has defined me everything that people have spoken over my life that I've allowed to become my identity here I am here I am and here I come bringing you something not much of value but just rags just experiences of being thrown out just not able God to be around my family here God I bring you everything I am I may be unclean and I may be unworthy I may not have much value to offer but oh Lord if you wilt oh Lord if you will you can make me clean. Woo! Oh, what a cry. What a cry from somebody unworthy. What a cry from somebody who's supposed to come in there saying unclean, unclean. But this day, this day, he didn't say it. This day, this day, he said, I'm just going to come and fall on my face. It's the cry of the unworthy. Lift your hands, lift your voices all across. Hey, here I am, God. Somebody say, I'm unclean. I'm unworthy. I'm not worthy, God. Here I am. Oh. And then verse 13. He put forth his hand. Jesus put forth his hand. and He touched him saying, I will. If you will, Lord, take this unworthy thing and change me. Heal me. And Jesus said, I will, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Verse 15, and so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. Multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmity more unclean more unworthy 
Can you imagine the talk of the town? I met the one who doesn't care about my social status. I met the one who doesn't care about how much money's in the bank. I met the one who looked at me, saw my rags, and thought he could turn me into something beautiful. And they came, and they came, the unworthy. They came, they crowded him, they fell before him. Who? The unworthy. Lift your hands, lift your voices. I've come today to speak to somebody who feels unworthy. The one carrying the guilt of yesterday on your shoulders. The heaviness of past disappointments. The insecurities and feelings of being insignificant that keep you from coming into the presence of God with wounds and the scars. I've come to remind somebody who feels forgotten to the one that feels cast out. To the one that wrestles with suicide. To the one that battles with feeling even worthy enough to stand before the Lord and I just want you to know there's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy there's nothing too broken that he can't put back together doesn't matter how messed up your life is there's something about the cry of the unworthy that he will not deny Luke chapter 7 behold a woman in the city she was a sinner and she knew that Jesus sat at need in the Pharisee's house and she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bitten him saw it, he spake within himself saying, This man. If he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a sinner. Another account of this story in Matthew, the 26th chapter, said, But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation. They said, What's the purpose of this waste? And then back to verse 44. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered thy house. Thou gavest me no water from my feet. But she washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of my head. You didn't give me a kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased kissing my feet. My head with oil thou did not anoint, but this woman anointed my feet with ointment, wherewith I say unto her, her sins, which are many. They are forgiven. 
for she loved much and he turned to her and said thy sins are forgiven what am I talking about I'm talking about the cry of the unworthy oh imagine walking into a room everyone looking at you that's the one did you hear what she did she did this did you see where she went she went there that was her that's the one. Oh, look what she's doing. What, what is she even doing here? Get her away from Jesus. That's, she's not worthy to be around him. She's unclean. If Jesus knew the type of woman she was, she, she wouldn't even be here. Right, we got to get her out of here. You see, the enemy will do whatever he has to do to make you believe you're not worthy to be in God's presence. You've done too much. You've gone too far. You've done things that no one knows about. Things you wish you could take back. Regrets from yesterday. Things you still carry on these shoulders from five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. I'm not worthy. And it's not always the voice of the enemy, but sometimes it's the voice of the disciples. Filled with indignation. What's the purpose of this waste? Woo! Sometimes it's not just the enemy talking to you. Like sometimes it's the person a few rows over. Oh, if they, I know what they, why are they worshiping that way? Why are they coming to an altar and falling on their knees? And why are they pouring out this, this alabaster box of worship? I know what they did. I saw what they did. It's fake. It's not real. Hey, she's not worthy. He's not worthy. Sometimes it's the enemy, but sometimes it's the disciples. So what do I do? You get up and you run to him anyway. You get up and you go anyway. The cry of the unworthy will lead you into a place of restoration with Jesus Christ every time. I don't care what they're saying about me. I don't care what he says about me. She can look at me like that. That's fine. They can sit there and talk about me like that. That's okay. I know I'm unworthy. I know I'm unclean. I know what I've done. I know what's in my past. somebody who is unworthy in the room tonight to not care what the person across the road says and you just lift up your heart lift up your hands lift up your voices and say here I am here I am unworthy unclean God if you will make me clean tonight oh that's it come on come on somebody come on somebody come on somebody Oh, they're going to look at me funny. They're going to look at me weird. I don't care. It's my cry of the unworthy. There's things hidden deep in my heart. No one knows about it. That's okay. He wants it. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't want this. It's dirty. It's filthy. 
It's no good. Oh, it was four years ago. I did this. Oh, it was six years ago. This happened in my life. Oh. You're saying he wants it? Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Oh, ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Hey, I know it's not easy carrying all that on your shoulders. I know it gets tiring. I know you get weary. I know you get worn out. But oh, if you would know, he just wants to make you worthy. He will take it all from your shoulders. Lift up your voices, your hands to the heaven. Oh, that's it. His spirit's in the room. That's it. That's it. Lord, I pray you take somebody's burden today. I pray you take some burdens today. I pray you take some burdens today, God. Luke chapter 15. I'll arise and go to my father and I'll say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. So make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, he said, no, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get it, dad. I'm unworthy. I just cut out of a pigsty. I'm unclean. He said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. His father ignored him. His father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let's eat. Let's be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. Get up somebody and come home. Get up and come home. Not as a servant, not as somebody unworthy. No, but worthy as a son, as a daughter. (laughs) Oh, I want to tell somebody, there's nothing you can do. There's no distance too far that can keep you from uncovering your identity when you're in the presence of your father. Oh, I'm unworthy. I'm unclean. I'm unworthy. And he said, no, you're my son. You're my son. Oh, 
when I'm in the presence of my father that's when I find out who I really am not what the enemy says not what they say not what the world says but when I'm in the presence of my father I find my identity stand up with me all across the room Have you ever felt unworthy? Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Have you ever looked at the rags that you bring into his presence? I want you to know tonight he wants to trade some things with you. Isaiah 61 and 3 to appoint unto them all that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come, come, come unto me. Come unto me all ye that labor. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, learn of me. I'm meek, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden's light. You've called me into ministry, Lord. You've called me into ministry. You think I'm worthy for, but God, you don't know. You don't know the mistakes. You don't know the sin. You don't call this. You can use this. Oh, Ephesians 4 and 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation. That word in the Hebrew is calling. Wherewith ye are called. I beseech that you walk worthy of the calling. I wish somebody tonight would take their heart in their hand and find the presence of Jesus and break it and pour it on them and begin to wash his feet and would begin to dry it with your heart, with your, your passion. Why don't you lift up your hands all across the room today? That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it. That's it, that's it. Oh, that's it, that's it, come on. Oh, that's it, that's it. Just let it pour. Just let it pour. Just let it pour tonight. God, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy, but you love me anyway. I'm not worth it, God, but you find value. Oh, God, I'm not worthy. <laughs> oh, I'm not worthy. I dare somebody in the next few minutes to walk yourself into his presence, to walk yourself right into this place right here.
In the first verse we read, it came to pass when he was in a certain city. Jesus was walking to Capernaum, and behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus, he fell on his face, and he begged him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. What I love about this is the man didn't come in the room shouting his condition. He didn't come in shouting unclean, unclean. No, no, he didn't do that. He came, and he was supposed to be saying unclean, but, but he knew today I'm not going to shout my condition. Instead, he came shouting for change. How often do we come to the altar and we just say our condition? God, I'm broken, 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 I'm dealing, I'm dealing with this, I'm, I'm shattered, I'm shattered. But yet we never ask to be fixed. Woo. Too much, we, we, we rely on our condition. We fall in love with the condition. Oh, but what would happen if tonight you didn't just ask about the condition. You said, God, fix me. God, I don't just want to tell you about where I am. I want change in my life. I dare you to reach out your hands to the heavens. I dare somebody who's unworthy tonight to lift your hands, to lift your voices and say, God, I want you to fix me. I want you to fix me. Oh. Yeah, da, 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 da. 